This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Marijuana dispensaries were raided again by Toronto cops. Mark Emery's cannabis culture on Queen Street West was searched by officers. Says, uh, you know, three of the store's staff members were arrested. Not clear yet if they've been charged. Mark Emery opened up the store again today for business, and he says he's going to stay in business. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being here. So cannabis culture on Queen Street West is open right now? Oh, and we're rocking it, too. We're doing huge volume. All right. So, I mean, you are the self-proclaimed uh, Prince of Pot in Canada. Well, I don't proclaim that. You'll never hear me saying that. But just but but CNN gave me that 20 years ago, and everybody uses it. You, do you, would you rather me make up a different one? Oh, no, I love the name. Okay. I don't ever use it, so you can't say self-styled. I don't go around saying I'm the Prince of Pot to anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you're dubbed by some as the Prince of Pot. How's that? There you go. And it's a great name. Yeah, so you are a huge advocate for the legalization of marijuana, so uh, we don't even have to ask where your vote went when uh, you were voting in the last uh, federal election. But you're... I enthusiastically supported Mr. Trudeau I'm and the sh- Liberal Party. I'm sure you did. So you're resuming selling your marijuana products today. That includes pot, right? Oh, of course. It's, uh, very, most precisely, it includes pot. Most of what we're selling right now is, is raw bud. Um, when you get raided, they take all your stuff, and uh, and they took our iPads and our credit card acceptance machines and stuff like that. But we don't keep much inventory on hand, so we didn't lose a lot of weed. Uh, and what we do, we have enough here today, and we kept selling it out, so we would get more. Were you um, were so, you were you uh, kind of are you stocking a little bit, just enough, and keeping a stockpile somewhere because you know that the raids are inevitable? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how you do it. I've been arrested 28 times in Canada, and I've been raided six times. And, you know, I have experience in every aspect of the criminal justice system regarding marijuana. So I know how to minimize your losses. And that's always don't have much product on hand. And because uh, police only have limited resources, they can't go chasing all your subsidiaries and sources and people coming and going. They basically make a bus, they do the paperwork, and they let the courts handle it. Uh, You said that every single Canadian who has a passion for marijuana should be entitled to go into business and serve the public and serve the demand. And you are doing that today. You're serving the demand. You're selling to people even if they don't. And you're selling to people even if they don't have a medicinal marijuana card. Why should they use that? Every Canadian 19 years of age and older is certainly qualified to make their own decisions about what they use their marijuana for. And how lovely it is when people can just walk into the store off of Main Street, like Queen Street West, walk in and look at the samples, smell them, touch them, and decide what they want, and then just walk out. No rigmarole, no taxes, no government supervision and telling them what's right or what's not right about this pot. They love the product. They come back all the time. Our customers love it because cannabis culture has a fabulous reputation, a reputation far superior than any of this corporate cronies that are going to get the uh, distribution monopolies that the federal government envisions and the city of Toronto envisions. So the public is already voting with its dollars and its feet. They're coming here, hundreds of people in one day, right after we're raided from all over uh, central Ontario to not just Toronto, but people came from London, Hamilton, Barrie, all around just to show their support because we have the support. And that's why we're never going to close. We're always going to keep opening and we're going to open more. We want to have at least 200 cannabis culture locations in Canada by the end of next year. And we are determined to make it happen. So, Mark, sounds to me, and I'm sure it sounds to the listeners, like you are basically taunting the cops. You're like, you know what? Come and get me. You said you're willing to be arrested. Are you? No, 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 no. I'm not taunting the cops. The cops are wrong. 
Well, no, but what I'm saying is, okay, but beyond that, I want to just break in for a sec and I'll let you have your say. But it does sound like you're taunting the cops because it's not it's not legal right now to uh, sell marijuana unless it's for medicinal purposes. Right. And it's not really legal, even the way the dispensaries are doing it as the law is set out right now. However, you're doing it and you're saying, you know what, I'm even selling to people who want it because I believe you should be able to get it. So I know you're willing to get arrested. What are you hoping to gain by taking this stand? I'm hoping we don't get arrested, though, because arrests are really painful. They create a lot of problems. They cost money, lawyers. You can go to jail for them. I certainly have many, many, many times. In fact, I've seen 34 prisons and jails for my pot activism. So I'm very familiar with the whole criminal justice system. But the criminal justice system in this case is completely and utterly wrong and can't be supported and must be opposed. Every law in this country that protects liberty was done so by people breaking law, from Morgan Toller and the abortion law, to Margaret Sanger distributing contraceptives, to women trying to get the vote, to homosexuals in bathhouses revolting and, and protesting in the streets to reverse the laws against homosexuality. It was all done by civil disobedience, and this is going to be no exception. I'm not going to argue I'm not going to argue with you on those points. It's definitely the truth as far as history is, has shown. Uh, we're right. talking with Mark Emery, who's the Prince of Pot. Today, yesterday, his uh, dispensary, Cannabis Culture on Queen West, was raided. Today, they're open again. Says he's going to stay open and keep uh, selling the uh, marijuana to whoever wants it. Mark, you know, I'm getting the feeling, and, uh, you know, that it's, it seems like everybody's already like, you know what? We're almost there. The government said they're going to legalize it. Uh, I noticed there's a laxness. You know, when I'd see, you know, I know people that smoke pot, uh, older boys, and, you know, they used to kind of hide it. Now it's like, okay, I'm just going to smoke my dube because it seems like the fight is over now. The feds are moving forward to legalization. Are are you finding that that seems to be the way people are uh, approaching marijuana these days? Well, I wish the political establishment would approach you like the people, but the political establishment expects us to wait for them. And I look at it this way. Hey, listen, you're 45 years with the wrong policy, 2 million Canadians with criminal records. You punished us, you persecuted us, you chased us down, you hounded us. Now it's time to legalize. Don't be doing that anymore. We've done it for 45 years and it was wrong. And so if you guys are going to legalize in a year or two years or three years, do it tomorrow. And all that means is you just have to say, whatever you all are doing right now, it's legal, but you have to pay your taxes and you have to obey reasonable regulations. And reasonable regulations, no one's opposed to. But the regulations that they're proposing for pot are not reasonable. Toronto cops busted four marijuana dispensaries in the city. A total of 23 people were arrested and charged with various drug trafficking and possession uh, charges, crime-related uh, offenses. Rather, uh, marijuana, hashish, and hash oil with a market value of $289,000 were sealed, seized along with about uh, $30,000 in cash. We're talking right now with Mark Emery, whose store was one of the ones uh, raided yesterday, Cannabis Culture on Queen Street West. Mark, welcome back. Now, before the break, you were about to tell me how you thought the regulations that the government are proposing for uh, pot when it becomes legal is un- are unreasonable. How so? They are, because what they want to do is usurp our industry. You know, we've got hundreds of thousands of Canadians growing marijuana and selling marijuana and retailing it. And we already have years, decades of experience doing each one of those jobs. And we do them well within our, our culture outside of the law. So what we want is the government to say, listen, everything you're doing is now legal, but you have to pay your taxes and you have to be above board like every other legal business. And we would all go, that's great. But what the government wants to do is usurp our whole industry, take it away from all the people who've been growing pot and selling pot and uh, 
they want to give it to their cronies, like the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. How do you feel about the LCBO running weed sales? Completely inappropriate. Um, Utterly inappropriate. They have no expertise or passion. First of all, a consumer only buys a product from the people who love that product. When you're a hobbyist or you've got some interest, you're going to go to where they reflect your value system. How does the LCBO reflect anybody's value? Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate for two seconds. You know, I love wine, but I know that I'm not going to get somebody that's a connoisseur of wine in the LCBO, but it's convenient for me to go there and buy it. And I like the taste of wine and I like what it does to me. Uh, what but if it's the same deal else, about weed? Though. You can buy wine no, in ma- over 5,000 restaurants. Yeah, but, in oh, yeah, but restaurants, no, but I want to have it at home. Right. And you can't exactly. buy it in grocery you stores still, yet. And you know you what? You can't buy it in grocery stores yet, Mark. Not here. Well, we can in BC. I know you we can. can. buy it at takeaway shops. Yeah, you know what? I lived have- in BC. It's far more civilized than Ontario. I know, but see, that's the thing. At least with the provinces being in charge of the distribution system, we will get some different variations on how it's to be distributed. But the worst way is to give a monopoly to a current government organization. First of all, nobody trusts the government. So I wouldn't trust my marijuana I got from a a liquor control board, a a government-regulated thing. The government are the people that have been persecuting us for 45 years, so the whole culture... Wait, wait, wait. i got to go back, because you're saying some interesting things, but you're saying them very quickly. So I want to just stop you at some things, okay, Mark? Uh, One of the things is you said you wouldn't trust somebody, a government uh, organization that gives you marijuana. Why? Sure. Because the same government is the one that's been persecuting us and telling us that marijuana was bad for us for 50 years. Why should we give our industry over to people who've been telling everybody for the last 50 years that marijuana was harmful? But you're not trusting. You're not not trusting the product. You're just saying I, I don't like how this person just this uh, this agency just turned around and decided to go well, and do much, an about how face. How much credibility can they have if they? told us that marijuana was bad for you for 50 years, told you you shouldn't have it, put you in jail if you did get it, punished you if you bought it, tried to make life really difficult for you, your family, and your children. And now all of a sudden they're going to say, oh, we sell weed, now trust us. No, they can go to hell. I know, but you did vote for Justin Trudeau. I know, because he was the least of the three evils. Um, everybody, we had to get rid of Stephen Harper because he wouldn't negotiate with us at all. I at least to- with Trudeau, who's been deceptive and sleazy and slippery, at least he's on the negotiating table. He's there. He's saying, we're going to bring legalization in. It's just a bad kind for what I want. And I'm saying, no, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to force the issue on the street by making it like this. Because to me, our cannabis culture shop at Queen Street West is exactly what legalization should look like. And that's what... Jody and I are going to be doing for the next year and a half is opening shops like this up all over Canada and telling people, this is what legalization looks like. Don't accept anything else. Okay, Mark, I, w- I want to ask you about this. We're talking to, to Mark uh, Emery, who is, uh, people have dubbed him as the Prince of Pot. He owns Cannabis Culture and a few other uh, dispensaries in Canada. Uh, Mark, let's talk a little bit about the criminal element. I know, okay. and, and that's probably, you're not, you're not involved with that, but there is a criminal element right now that are involved in the marijuana trade, and okay, it's so very he, real. No, it's very real, and I'm not telling I you where I sit criminal. on it. If it was legal, they wouldn't be criminals. Would right. Well, well, right so now, though, there's some bad dudes. Yeah, okay, so there are some bad but guys. Why are bad dudes attracted to marijuana? I'm just asking about the safety of, and I'm of, asking and you where, wait, 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 I'm asking you. Why are bad dudes in marijuana? Because, because there's money there. And there's money I know, there. Because the government, but the government sure. made that happen. And I, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not, not in support of legalizing marijuana. I want you to know that right now. But what I do want to ask. the connection, though. No, you're I'm making the connection. The I just want to make. criminals involved in the marijuana trade is because of the government. No, because of prohibition. I get that. No, I've already got that. I haven't even got to the question I was going to ask. So there are some people, you know, it's not the same as when you, I lived in BC, Mark, uh, you know, I've smoked marijuana. 
Uh, there mm-hmm. are some marijuana strains right now that are off the chart. What is that? And mean? well, they're off the chart. They're like wheelchair. What chart? And they like, are. I mean, well, wouldn't you just smoke less of it? The stronger something is. Like for example. Yeah, but no, no. My point is, but let me finish this. Here. It's not even. It's not. It's not even. I'm just asking about. You know, there have been people that have said, uh, we've had on the show before, that there has been some pot that has been laced with, you know, Windex or stuff like that. How do you control things like that? Not getting into, because you're taking where I'm going the wrong way. How do you, how do you, if you're a dispensary uh, right now, while it's not legal, make sure that your supply is not one of those uh, questionable products? Well, we know all the growers for one. We handle the You do, but how do the other ones? Well, it doesn't matter. The customer decides. If you're but if the customer's just walking into a dispensary and they don't know, Mark, and they, they know and everything about pot, they've been smoking for years. How can you say such? But a they're thing? not smoking they for years. Are you kidding? There's a bunch of hipsters. You're telling me that everybody that walks into your dispensary has been smoking for years. I don't buy it. Oh, for sure. Why would they be here? Because they want to smoke pot and they figure it's almost legal. And why not? But it no, doesn't but mean that they've really been smoking for years. We're not getting a whole bunch of new newbie users because it's about to be legal. That's some kind of weird mythology. Most people who smoke pot smoke it regularly from the time they're 14 to 16 years old. So most people I see in here are in their 30s, 40s, and in fact, some of them are old, 60s, 70s. So they've been smoking 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I okay, but when you walk into a store, you figure what, what you're going to buy is a product that has been, you know, is on the up and up. But I'm just wondering how you control... Who's supplying the supply to some of the dispensaries? Not well, yours, because you know them. I will buy pot from anybody who produces a good product. How do I know it's a good product? I smoke it myself. And then after that, my staff does. And then after that, our customer feedback will tell us everything we need to know. But you okay. know what they tell us? Everything is really awesome. They love the stuff because they trust the credibility of cannabis culture. They trust that I would not sell them poison. My reputation is on these businesses, and my reputation is far better than any government official or person in a bureaucratic position in government. So, okay, Mark, like I, say, I have one minute left, so I want to give you your chance to say this. Or do you trust Mark Emery when you're buying your pot? You're going to trust me. I don't know. I've never bought my pot from Mark Emery. Okay, well, I want Mark. I'm entitled to criticize. Mark, hey, I'm entitled to ask the, be the devil's advocate you can ask and ask. Questions, but yeah. you're implying that there's no, no. I was asking. I'm not. I'm not implying. I'm saying there is some out there. I'm not saying it's at yours. I'm asking how people feel confident or how dispensaries, you know, uh, make sure they're getting the right product. That's all. It was well, just a safety question that people are asking. There Wait, no- I want to go back. I only have a minute. I really want to ask you this question. Why do you think cops are coming down so hard when we know the laws are about to change? Uh, because they're, they're told to do so. They live to take orders. That's all it is. Cops don't have a soul, a heart. If they did, they couldn't be a cop. They have to take orders every morning and obey them obediently and uncritically, or they can't be cops. So what a cop thinks when he arrests us, I have no idea. He might think these are good people. It's a shame they're being arrested. But his job is to go around and ignore his own morality and do what, the, do what his superiors tell him. Even Chief Poli- uh, Police Saunders mm-hmm. is being told what to do by somebody else. He is not his own man. He doesn't even have the most coherent explanation of why these raids took place. He was muttering something about, we don't know the THC value in these brownies. And I'm saying, well, who cares? Well, that's no what I was questioning. Well, the thing is, now he, when, I, when we asked him, when my wife was there, she said, who harmed this? Who's harmed by this? Who's complained? He said, I don't have any data on that. Meaning in all the times dispensaries have been in Toronto selling for years in many cases, but certainly a lot, he doesn't have one example of anybody who's complained from a painted product. Not one. Well, you know what, Mark? I have to, uh, I, I have to, unfortunately, end the show because this is a rousing conversation I'm having with you, and I would, I would prefer it to go on and on. 
I'm not even right. kidding, and I'm not I'm not being condescending at all with you. I uh, I find it fascinating, and things are changing definitely with the marijuana legalization on the uh, well. It's it's on the four, right? So, and, I, and I'm going to make them change faster. All right. Well, listen. Uh, have yourself a good weekend. Thanks for Thank uh, thanks for being on the show. The AM six forty afternoon drive show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM 640 or download the app at 640toronto.com.